Welcome to Coffee and Converse. I'm Diane and this is a show for lifestyle entrepreneurs, those people building a business to support their life instead of living to build a business. If this is you, stick around for strategies on doing business more efficiently with more ease and in a way that feels oh so good to you. Hey, hey, this week I'm doing something a little bit different because it's Coffee and Converse's birthday week. Coffee and Converse turns three on Friday the 1st of September and that's a little startling to me because I can still remember what it felt like to push publish on that very first episode like it was yesterday. But because three years is pretty significant in an industry where most podcasts fade after 10 episodes, I wanted to share some lessons that I've learned over these three years. And because Coffee and Converse is turning three, I'm releasing three episodes with three different tips for three different listeners, though you might want to listen to all of them. So I've got three lessons for potential podcast guests, three lessons for business owners, and three lessons for podcasters. This episode is for my potential podcast guests. So that can mean you've guessed it in the past or you're about to launch your very first pitch. This is not your standard how do I pitch a podcast episode. We have one on that. I'll link it in the show notes. Instead, I've interviewed between 80 and 100 guests on the show. And this has given me a really clear picture of what makes a great guest before the interview, during the interview, and after the interview. And that's what I'm going to run through with you. Not how to pitch, but how to be a great podcast guest. So let's go in order. Let's talk about before the podcast interview. So you're about to pitch. We all know the standard advice about researching the show, listen to a couple of episodes, and then pitch in a way that tells them that you care about what their audience is going to get from the show. Unfortunately, there are still a lot of people not doing this base level work before they pitch. But I know that's not you. So I want your pitch to stand out from all the other pitches that podcaster is getting. How do you do this? Pitch a topic that you aren't pitching everywhere else. Nothing says, I understand your show. I understand the kind of conversations you're having. I understand what your specific audience needs than a highly tailored topic. Now, that doesn't mean if you talk social media, you suddenly start pitching webinar funnels. But if you talk about social media and you always talk about content, maybe you start to pitch on the analytics side of social media, for example. I want you to take your topic and think specifically about which part of your topic would be most interesting to your audience and then pitch that topic. Now, this has a huge benefit for you as well because it shows your audience how well-rounded and experienced you are in talking about your topic. If you were going to hire someone and you went and listened to all the podcasts they'd been on and they just say the same thing over and over and over again, you're going to go, great. They really know that particular piece of the puzzle. But when they can take their niche and break it into 10 different pieces and show expertise in each of those, suddenly you become a really powerful proposition for them. So for me, as a podcaster, I don't want to see you having the same conversation on my podcast that you've had on 10 other podcasts. Because why would that encourage anyone to come and listen to my show instead of the 10 others? But for you as the guest, just as important to showcase your full suite of expertise to your audience. So that's when you're pitching. Come at the podcaster with a different topic. Okay, now we've pitched the topic and we're in the interview. In the interview, everybody has some kind of filler word. That could be like, it could be you know, mine is right. Everybody's got them and it's really hard to train yourself out of them and I totally get this. But if this one shows up for you, managing this particular filler phrase is going to make a huge difference to your interview. And that phrase is, great question. Now, it sounds complimentary. 
I've asked you a question. You come back and go, oh, great question. However, when you say great question to an interviewer, it comes across like you're grading their question. So if you say great question on three of the questions I ask you, what are you saying about my other questions? You are deciding whether or not my question on my platform has value. And that's not a great look. You wouldn't go to someone's dinner party and be, oh, great question, great comment to people speaking around the table. The other problem is, is if you say it to every question, it comes off very condescending. Like you're trying to encourage a toddler who's learning a new challenging skill. So there's really just no winning with this one. Most people use this when they've been asked a question and they need a moment to think. So I just want you to be aware of it so that you can manage it. And next time, try this instead. When you're asked a question and you need to think about it, I want you to just pause and then respond, just like you would in a normal conversation. Now, I do think there is one exception to this rule, and that's when it's a genuine expression of curiosity, where people may not have been asked the question before, and it usually has a moment of, oh, that's a good question. And you can hear the difference between a genuine, whoa, that's a good question, or, oh, great question. It's genuine surprise and genuine interest in the question. But it usually only happens maximum once in an interview. You're talking about your topic of expertise. Most of those questions you're going to have been asked in some form or other before. So if it genuinely slips out of your mouth, don't worry about it. But if you're using it regularly through an interview, it may be time to think about how you can slow down or insert a pause instead. Finally, we're on to after the episode. Here's what I want you to know about promoting a podcast that you've been on. The whole exercise of being on a podcast is a collaboration. You bring interesting expertise that my audience is interested in. I make you look good on the episode. And then I share the episode with my audience. And you share the episode with your audience. It's this beautiful, balanced, quid pro quo that we have going on. It's a collaborative partnership. So we've done the show. You've brought an interesting topic. I've made you look good. I've shared the show. Your baseline collaboration is that you share that you are on this episode. But what I want you to be aware of is that your people and your future potential collaborators are watching how you share the podcast that you're on. They're watching how you show up in a collaborative experience. So if you decide to do a podcast roadshow, which is super popular in the run-up to a launch, and your side of the promotion gets lost in a sea of 30 other episodes going live in the same week, your collaboration with me as the podcaster is over. Yes, I'm going to take notes, and if there's an opportunity to have you back on the show or to feature you in something else, you might not be top of my list. But I'm not who you need to worry about in that situation. People who are thinking about asking you to collaborate are watching and they can see how much effort you bring to the collaborative experience. If you are using podcast guesting as a visibility strategy, it is also making how you show up in a collaboration very visible. So you want to make sure that if you're signing up to do a show, that you have a system where you're going to promote each episode that you're on in the same way, with the same enthusiasm, giving each of them room to breathe, no matter how many you've been on. So I want to repeat that. If you're using podcast guesting as part of your visibility strategy, you need to understand that the flip side is that your collaboration strategy is also going to be showing. It's not just about sharing the show. So if you're thinking about podcast guesting, whether you've got some coming up, whether you've never done it before, I want you to take your topic, break it down into three or four different areas that you can speak on with expertise, and really think about which of those fits the podcast that you're pitching. Then when you're on the show, I want you to remember that the podcaster is working really hard to make you look good. 
and is asking questions that they believe their audience would want to know the answer to. Don't get stuck on grading them. Rather than say a great question, take a beat and then just answer the question. Finally, remember that podcasting is a collaboration and how you promote the show speaks to how you show up as a collaborative partner across your business. So I hope my hard-learned lessons over three years have added some value to you in Coffee and Converse's birthday week. If they have, I would love to hear from you in my DMs on Instagram. I'm at Diane underscore Mayer. I'll put the link in the show notes. Please slide into my DMs. Tell me which one landed for you. I'd love to carry on the conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow the podcast and leave us a review.